It's that time of the year, the year end and the year opening. During this period, we reporters find our inboxes full of annual reports by government agencies outlining their achievements. Each year, I wait for the report of the Philippine National Police, which always takes the spotlight in Malacanang's achievements report. We have reported these updates before, but as we, along with other media outlets, scrutinize where the numbers come from, we see how these numbers do not reflect the reality on the ground. What the Duterte administration brandishes as quote, real numbers, are, in fact, unreal. Scrutinizing these numbers is more important than ever. Why? International Criminal Court Prosecutor Fatou Bensouda said in her December 15, 2020 report, there is quote, reasonable basis to believe that crimes against humanity were committed in President Rodrigo Duterte's war on drugs. In crime, one count underreported is already one too many. The Duterte government underreports thousands. Hello, I'm Rambo Talabo, Rappler's police and crime reporter. This is Rappler's crime podcast, Criminal. In this podcast, we revisit crime stories that are significant in understanding Philippine politics and society. This is our 10th episode, where we will talk about the Duterte administration's drug war numbers. The president is doing a marvelous job. Every day he just ignores and he just keeps on going on, keeps on keeping on. The police, is do- they're, they're, they're doing their job and it's fantastic. And it's uh, for the first time, my husband is a pma for the first time, we trust the police. I mean, we're healing a little at a time, a little at a time. We're getting better, we're getting there. So uh, all of us, as a country, we should all do our part. We're getting better every day. This is us pushing back getting our country back a little at a time. That is the voice of Lorraine Badoy, one of the most rabid supporters of President Duterte, during the launch of the Real Numbers Counting project in May 2017. At the time, the Duterte government faced intense international pressure for his brutal but popular war on drugs. Independent news organizations and human rights groups already counted between 7,000 to 9,000 drug-related killings. Lumping together deaths in police, anti-drug operations, and vigilante-style killings reported to be inspired by Duterte. The country was still reeling from the death of Ji Ju, the South Korean businessman who was strangled to death by police inside the National Police Headquarters, cremated, then had his ashes flushed down a toilet. Badoy, along with other government officials, are attempting to reframe the anti-drug campaign. That it is working. That Filipinos support it wholeheartedly. That Duterte is a compassionate leader. Their main argument is that the media is blowing the coverage of the campaign out of proportion, and that the killings are not that many. The deaths, the officials say, are not 7,000, but only over 2,600. They say the 7,000 count included killings that were outside police operations, 
they want to count only the killings committed by the police. There are two types of killings. The first are the deaths resulting from police operations. The second type are those that involve vigilante in masks, hoods, or ski masks killing a person who is a known user or is somehow linked to the drug trade by gossip. In excluding deaths outside police operations, the Duterte administration is essentially saying that the killings outside police operations are beyond its control, and by extension, beyond its accountability. They made another assertion that extrajudicial killings do not exist. EJK does not exist in the Philippines. Why so? Both in international and local definitions. In the international definitions, the key word of EJK is judicial killing. Judicial killing means death penalty. Since our country does not have any death penalty, then definitely there's no judicial killing. Definitely there's no extrajudicial killing. It may not, you may want to say that it's semantics. It's not just semantics. Because the use of the word EJK has an emotional meaning. If you go to the Western countries who uphold human rights to the best of their ability, the use of EJK is an emotional term for them. It agitates them. The more you use EJK, the more it agitates them. It's like saying the American Negro. If you say an American, you're a Negro, it agitates him. But if you say an American, you're a black man, it does not agitate him. In fact, EJKs do exist. Using convoluted logic, DILG Assistant Secretary Epimako Densing argues that the term EJK should not be used in the context of the anti-drug campaign. They even claim the killings by vigilantes were carried out by gangs or syndicates. In international law, an EJK is the killing of a person by governmental authorities without the sanction of any judicial proceeding. Never mind that the targets of the police operations and the vigilantes were the same users and small-time marijuana or shabu dealers. A special report by Rappler's reporter Patricia Evangelista in October 2018 called Some People Need Killing, Murder in Manila, showed that the Manila police were outsourcing extrajudicial killings to a vigilante gang. What Badoy and Densing sought to do, as the Duterte administration does, is to downplay the deaths in the police operations. They repeat the line that police have used over and over. They say that those who died were killed under legal circumstances. That they fought back. The officials urge the international community and the media to just follow the government's real numbers count. Over the years, the real numbers count rose steadily, giving the impression that the government was doing its job in matters of transparency. Badoy and Den Singh have since then been promoted. They are now both undersecretaries. The media initially follows the real numbers count, as the government chastised reporters who did not use the figures that they deem, quote, official. The Philippine National Police, or PNP, which religiously sent out regional breakdowns of data, stops sharing its own count, leaving it to the real numbers team to release the figures they want the media to use. As time passes, more and more notice that the count does not add up. You're listening to the 10th episode of Criminal, Rappler's Crime Podcast. How is it so far? If you want to listen to other cool and informative audio, check out other Rappler podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. This crime podcast wouldn't have been possible without your support. If you haven't yet, 
support Rappler by joining our community called Rappler Plus. Rappler Plus believes in speaking truth to power, using technology for the greater good, to power communities to action. Go to rappler.com plus for more details. A month after the launch of the Real Numbers Initiative, the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism, or PCIJ, releases a report that points out the inconsistencies in the Real Numbers counting system. The PCIJ makes a daily tally of arrests and killings from the start of the drug war to the middle of 2017, and found that records released by the counting initiative do not add up. The PCIJ also finds that different sources of real numbers, namely the PNP's data and the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency or PDS data, do not match. The differences are staggering. Dozens of killings, thousands of arrests and police operations, and tens of thousands of surrenderers were missing in the PNP's count. The PCIJ says in its report, In fact, the government's drug war narrative so far has not only been bloody, it has also been blurry. It adds, Although government officials have not denied that lives have been lost in the anti-drug campaign, they have yet to explain its narrative that it is crowded with constantly changing concepts and terms, even as it is decked in numbers, inflated, then deflated, and later inflated again. The Duterte government does not make any changes in its system. The numbers remain inconsistent. On August 19, 2019, The Atlantic comes out with a report detailing how Metro Manila policemen were failing to count as much as twice the actual number of drug-related killings. A team of journalists compiled a list of drug-related killings from over 20 sources and cross-checked their list with the police's records. They find that hundreds of homicides were not recorded by the police. They also reveal that police regularly miscategorized drug-related killings as non-drug-related, or left them to be classified as, quote, under investigation, despite the circumstances of the crime having drug-related elements. This lowers the total number of drug-related killings recorded by the police. The updates even become more irregular when the pandemic hits in early 2020. The PIDEA fails to send updates for as long as three months following widespread lockdowns that slowed down coordination among law enforcement agencies. In September 2020, we at Rappler find out that around 2,000 drug suspects slain by policemen have not been included in the real numbers count. The missing numbers go way back to the time President Rodrigo Duterte assumed office up to August 2020. The missing figure is huge to say the least. To visualize this, a typical small town in the Philippines has less than 2,000 in population. The real numbers count is also missing a whopping 93,000 arrests and over 50,000 anti-drug operations. We seek the comment of the Presidential Communications Operations Office, or PCOO, and the PIDEA, which are the two lead agencies of the count, but the spokespersons of both agencies declined to comment.
Sources in the PIDEA and the PNP explain to me that the discrepancies are rooted in the slow validation process, where the PCOO and PIDEA have to double-check whether drug-related killings recorded by the PNP are indeed drug-related. Validating a case can take days, weeks, even months. There are thousands of cases. The PIDEA, meanwhile, is a small agency of under 5,000 people that can only do so much. The officials in the PCOO, PNP, and PIDEA are aware of these huge discrepancies, but they still have not made any changes to their record-keeping system to more accurately reflect the reality on the ground. From the beginning, the Duterte administration has not cooperated with rope bodies like the Commission on Human Rights, various rights groups, and the media, so that an accurate and independent count could be made possible. Data requests yield only statistics from the Real Numbers Facebook page. These numbers are devoid of meaningful breakdowns and details for analysis. Why does proper record-keeping matter? Ideally, the figures guide the policy. The vast discrepancy casts a shadow on the credibility of the Duterte administration. The numbers from the Real Numbers PH tally are the only publicly available data released by the government. The bottom line is that the Duterte government is under-reporting the drug-related killings in and outside its official anti-drug campaign a landmark policy that siphons billions of pesos of taxpayers' money. Around the world, Duterte's so-called drug war has drawn condemnation. The United Nations counts at least 8,000 killings, while human rights groups estimate there have already been at least 30,000, including killings outside police operations that were inspired by the anti-drug campaign. On June 30, 2020, United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bachelet, reports to the Human Rights Council and gives a damning report on Duterte's centerpiece campaign, describing the killings as widespread and systematic. Then, on December 15, 2020, International Criminal Court Prosecutor Fatou Bensouda releases her report. Let me read the critical portion of the Bensouda report. The office is satisfied that information available provides a reasonable basis to believe that the crimes against humanity of murder, torture, and the infliction of serious physical injury and mental harm as other inhumane acts were committed on the territory of the Philippines between at least 1 July 2016 and 16 March 2019 in connection to the War on Drugs campaign launched throughout the country. Bensuda has not yet decided whether she will pursue a formal investigation, citing restrictions brought by the COVID-19 pandemic. If it moves to an investigation, Prosecutor Bensuda can request the ICC judges to issue a summons, even against Duterte. At the time of recording for this podcast, it has been almost four years since the Real Numbers Counting Initiative was launched. So far, it has not completed what it promised to do, which is to provide an accurate picture of the bloodshed on the ground. Instead, it remains a campaign tool to defend a drug war that has claimed thousands of lives.
This has been Criminal. If you'd like to be updated on this and other issues, don't forget to follow Rappler and Newsbreak on Facebook and Twitter. And if you have suggestions about topics we should cover in this podcast, just send me a message. My inbox is open on Twitter at Rambo Reports. I'm Rambo Talabong. Thank you for listening. Subscribe and listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts.